0: This is a little birthday thoughts, wrap-up, and lessons learned podcast episode. I would argue that it's easier to celebrate other people than celebrating yourself, but I think it's super important and something I got a little better at this time around. I'm sharing lots of ideas of how to celebrate yourself. Whether it's your birthday or an accomplishment or a milestone or something you're proud of, we should lean into celebrating ourselves, not feel weird about it. Just like how we should talk to ourselves really nicely, like we would talk to our favorite person, same thing. It's important to prioritize celebrating you and making the plan yourself, not relying on anyone else. It's empowering and fun. Also in this episode, 21 other gems of wisdom that I think you'll love and take with you Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad you are here for this one. I wrote out last night a bunch of things that are just like top of mind, like gems of wisdom that I feel like are most important right now. I turned 42 over the weekend, had lots of little celebrations throughout the weekend. And as I put everyone to bed, everyone fell asleep, I just kind of sat down and was journaling and was just kind of writing all the things. I like as I turn a year older, it's kind of like, what have I learned? And what am I focusing on? I could write, you know, with all the things that I listen to and read and, and you know, inevitably turns into podcast episodes, I could probably write 200 lessons that I think are top of mind and so important and things to remember at different phases of life, but in the here and now, 21 gems of wisdom that I that we talk about here and there on the podcast, but I love the idea of doing this as one whole podcast because most episodes are – we hit pause on life to focus on something, something practical, something tactical, something that we can implement into our life through a specific strategy or thought or – um or habit or routine or goal setting or things like that, right? But I wanted to do sort of like a big picture. Lots let's talk about lots of them in lots of different ways. Um, I was excited to write it all down. It's funny cuz the evolution of how it went is I was just kind of journaling for myself and just writing down notes and I was like, "Wow, I I think I like this list. I think this is really cool. I'm going to read it to my kids in the morning." And then I was like, "Actually, maybe I'll 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 um, We did a little, my friend and photographer, Greg Loza, who is insanely talented, did me a huge favor and stopped by last minute on my actual birthday on Friday and took a couple pictures of us at the house Um, just because I was like, you know what? It's important to celebrate. I do that for the kids. It's important to celebrate me and also for them to see that it's important to celebrate mom too. She's not just on the planet to help us. She's also a human on her own. So Greg did the photos last night. I was journaling all the lessons and then I was writing them. So I was going to read to the kids in the morning. And then I turned it into an Instagram caption with one of those pictures because I was like, I think other people will get value from this. I think it's just interesting. So many things that I wish I knew during different stages of my life and through different struggles and challenges and failures and um, different dynamics, different relationships, not knowing what to do in certain situations. So I wrote out all these things. And then today I was like, this would be the perfect podcast episode. So I want to focus first on the one major topic of celebrating yourself and give you lots of ideas and kind of breaking through this barrier of like, that feels weird to celebrate myself or plan my own party or dinner or something like that. Breaking through that to making it feel normal, like you would celebrate your best friend, right? Because Really, we should think about ourselves like our best friends because we are. we're our biggest fan, our biggest cheerleader. We have to, you know, it's part of that like deep self-confidence. So this has been something that has not come natural to me. So if that's how you're feeling in this moment, I am here with you, and that's why I'm doing this podcast episode. I think it's I think it's just good all the way around. So I'm gonna share lots of different ways you can celebrate yourself first. Before we get into the full list of things, I feel like I need to give just a little bit of context to kind of make it make sense and for transparency. Right now in my life, um, I haven't talked about it but I've got I'm going through some sadness. My dad is really sick. Um, so for my own birthday, I did not plan a bunch of stuff ahead of time. I didn't know if I would feel up to being super social. Um it's been going on July, August, September, October, 4 months now, but it's been really sad and 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 difficult, definitely one of the saddest times of my life. So, I just didn't um I didn't plan a bunch of stuff. I didn't know how he would be doing on these days. I was just like I'm going to be casual with it, which before this, I never minded casual or kind of spontaneous, but I usually would have party decor and favors for the guests and just like the details set up way ahead of time and just like all the things. I just, I love, I love celebrations and I love time with people I love. So I like to make it extra special, but this time around, I just did not have like physically the time or also kind of the energy, the emotional energy with all the other things going on. So, and I'm sure I kind of feel like at this moment, the, I think there are definitely big lessons lessons learned and takeaways, and of course, sharing stories. So other people who are in this kind of a sadness, I think that that sort of podcast or that sort of story sharing would be valuable and will come at some point. And this moment doesn't really feel like it's kind of my story to tell. So we'll kind of leave it at that. But I wanted to share that just because it really gives context to the whole thing. Um, and also full transparency, um, as much as I do all this uh, mindset work, I call it like I'm gonna get in my mental gym right now just because I think we have to work our mental strength just like our physical strength. Um, but I, you know, I'm human and things happen, good and bad. And um, I think that that's the times when we really have to try harder to be in the state of mind that we wanna be in. So that's what's been happening. Um, but going from such sadness to so many celebrations just made me enjoy it in a different way and just kind of like sit back and smile and take it in. And I really felt like how lucky that I get to get older and wiser with this crew, like to have, you know, my family, but also to have found friends and family friends that mean so much to me is I just feel I, lucky is not the right word. I'm not sure that blessed is the right word. I need to figure out what that word is. I guess gratitude. I need to figure out the word, but it's like lucky slash grateful slash just like super stoked <laughs> to have such loving close people, um, and not just not just one or two of them, but like many families that I would do anything for. I love with my whole soul, and and I feel that they feel the same way about me and my family. And I think that would be, before we get into this list, I think that would be one of my biggest life lessons. It's so important to have a tribe. You can't just have one person or two people to get through this life just because different people go through different phases too. And some people might not have the physical time or capacity or or might not be the right person to go to when you're going through something. Like you need a tribe. And in different parts of my life, I didn't prioritize this as much as I should have And I see it now and I'm grateful, so grateful for the place that I'm at with my girlfriends, but also family friends. I just think it's, and also, you know, kind of going through so many health challenges with Craig so much earlier on in life than most people do. I would say um, that having a tribe man is just everything. So that's the first takeaway, but here we go. What I know for sure, 21 other gems of wisdom, oh, uh, gems of wisdom, but first let's do celebrating yourself. Celebrating yourself, I think the first thing is get in your tens. Like know what you love and make that the priority when you're celebrating yourself. So celebrating yourself, whether it's a birthday, a milestone, something you're proud of, an anniversary of something, whatever it is let's think about making you the priority. Prioritizing the things that you really like, big and small. Prioritizing rest and relax and unplugging in whatever way that is for you. I think that on the flip side of rest, there's also something really great about celebrating by like learning something new or getting outside or doing something or challenging yourself. And then I also like giving yourself time and space to just like, have a day or have a half a day or have an entire weekend that's not full with plans or that's not scheduled to just like do whatever you feel like or daydream or have ideas or create things or whatever it is. One way that I celebrate myself and to be honest, one of my favorite moments of the birthday weekend was just like driving by myself, not thinking about Anything productive and just like listening to loud music and singing like for me That's just like so fun Loud music like either like windows kind of down like fresh air or like the air on in the car and just like To me, it's like feeling alive. It's just like i'm alive. I'm awake I don't need to be productive. I don't need to be thinking about what's next It's just like i'm just going to live In this moment of driving to the next place with loud music. I just love it um Reflecting and setting goals, I definitely spent time doing that this weekend, and that felt like a really nice way to celebrate myself. Like, here we are, like whatever your celebration is, here we are today. And for most of us, it's not where we have high goals, so it's like, man, I thought I'd be a little further along in whatever it is than this, but like, this is why I'm where I'm here. And so many of the things that I always wished for, I actually have. Like a lot of times we think of what's next or what we're almost at or what we didn't quite get, but it's like some of the things you have right now are actually the things that you always wanted a while ago. So kind of just taking time to reflect and set goals is I think a really cool way to celebrate yourself, giving yourself grace and celebrating where you're actually at right now and how far you've come with those things. I think it's really fun if you can get away, travel, or plan travel as a part of celebrating yourself. Then for an actual party, like a birthday party, I think it's so fun to plan your own. And this is what I think. I think you should either plan your own or tell the people you love what you want or expect. That is, in my opinion, the only way to not feel let down. In some way, right? Unless you somehow have a best friend or a spouse or someone in your life that just like you guys have this down and you know how to celebrate each other, which totally works. But if it's not that, then I think you either do it yourself or tell people like, I'd love to go to dinner. I'd love it if someone could bring balloons and a cake. Okay, perfect. And then you're like, I love doing flowers, so I'm going to bring my own flower arrangement. Done. Or if you do the whole thing yourself, or if friends say, can I help? What can I do? Like maybe you say, oh, well, if you really don't mind, if you don't have time, maybe you could do a little flower arrangement. We're doing all pinks and purples. And then if another friend offers, you could give them, I don't like to task people like as if it's kind of like. You know, here's my birthday, here's your job and your job and your job, not like that. But you know how people are like, oh, I'm so excited for your birthday lunch. What can I bring? Do you have a treat? You could say like, oh, listen, if you're actually not too busy, we don't have a treat set up. If you wanna pick up something, anything's good or you know, anything without gluten, whatever your thing is. And then you've put it out there. You've told people what you want. I think so often we expect people to know what we want or expect people to pay attention to every little thing we do for others or we eat or how we like things like like set yourself up for success do it yourself or tell other people what you would love who do you want there do you want one big celebration do you want a couple little celebrations do you want it to just be you and the family this year like whatever it is i think that being intentional is key and telling yourself or telling others is the best it really is but I think that, and for the people that you love, they want to celebrate you. And especially if you have kids, I think it's super important for kids to celebrate you and put effort and see that like, not only do we have birthdays as kids, but like mom or dad, you know, adults have birthdays too. And it's important to celebrate them and make them feel special and make the weekend all about what they want to do because it's important. And I think it just deepens your your connection, your connection with them your connection with yourself, your self-confidence, it just makes you happier. It's like that that awesome recharge where you're like, "God, I feel good. Like I feel special. I feel important to everyone. I feel like I'm getting the energy back that I give to everybody else so that they feel special like it just feels good all the way around." So, lots of tips there. Hopefully something really like sunk in with you and you're like, yeah, the next time I have something come around or for my birthday the next time, or even for Valentine's Day or an anniversary, I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel weird about setting up my own celebration or our own celebration because like, who cares? You, no one knows more what you like and what you'll have fun doing than you. So I think that we should lean into it and um, not shy away from it. Okay. Next. 21 other gems of wisdom now i start this by saying these all these things were just kind of like me free writing right just me kind of free writing what do i really think right now what do i think is really important and the lessons that the lessons that are bring the most value in society right now the time we're living in and my life most people i knows lives like that but i must say all of these ideas come from Reading and learning so much all the time, right? Like it's so interesting that different people have different quotes and write books, but it's so interesting how we're all inspired by something, right? So I just felt like I wanted to say that so many of these thoughts are inspired by hundreds of books and podcasts and YouTube videos and just pieces of content that have really resonated with me and then when I go down to when I go to sit down I'm so grateful for the time that we live in that we're able to have such easy and free access to so much education that we're able to kind of put together this whole list that's inspired by so many people so this is my list of gems of wisdom that are inspired by countless other really smart humans here we go there's nothing more important than love. Make sure your people know how much you really love them and then do anything for them always. I was thinking about this a week ago and I was like, I tell my people every day, but I want to do little things more often so that my, my people, especially my little people, really like remember, man, my mom loved me not just when I was really good and getting good grades or listening the first time, but like she just loved me no matter what at my core. And so I took like big construction paper and cut it out into like crazy shaped hearts and wrote like love messages and like post, like just put them in, uh, a couple of places in their rooms, all three of them on the same day. Just like, I just put a couple of love notes around just because I was feeling like I was getting in the routine of come on, like, you know, we're late, let's go. I was just getting in that routine. And I tell my husband sometimes, I'm like, man, how did I grow up to be someone that has to always bug people? I wanna laugh and have fun and enjoy the moments, but I think part of being a parent, especially a mom, is a lot of times that's what the job is, right? Have you done your homework? We have to leave, it's 10 minutes, it's, you know, please put your plate in the sink. It's a lot of that. So I wanted to make sure that that real life stuff didn't feel bigger and more because I think sometimes on the daily to be honest it can I didn't want it to feel more than like my mom just loves me so I put love notes on their rooms and it made them so happy and I heard them talking about it um like a couple of days later um telling a couple, couple different people so I was like yes I need to I just need to insert more of that and it doesn't have to be a physical thing but it could just be like, you know, a hug out of nowhere, like a long hung out of nowhere and just like a special I love you, um, just all those things, right? So that this is your sign to do something. It, it only takes a couple seconds. Like, you know, I just grabbed grab things that we had, wrote a bunch of fun notes and, and used double-sided tape and just kind of put them all over. And like you walk in and it's like, you know, something that makes you feel special and loved for no reason. It's not Valentine's Day. It's not their birthday. It's just like you're loved and I want to make sure you really know that. So- I gotta think of other ways to do that because I wanna do something like once a week, right? I need to get better about doing. I used to do in my in my husband's car like once a week. I'd leave him a post-it note with some sort of like new spicy beef jerky he likes or something to take to work or whatever. I wanna get back into doing that because it's like those little love gestures. It's like, wow, she was really thinking about me. Like, you know, it just makes you feel loved. It makes you feel special. And on the flip side, because I know some people will say, oh, well, are we supposed to just like do, do, do for others? Like, no. But I'm telling you, I never do things like that expecting something back. But just the way people who love you usually work, they think of things to do for you. And to be fully honest, it's never like, you know, it's never equal in the way I do it. But like, I'm good with that. But it does make them think of other ways to show me that they love me too. Okay, next. Most stress comes from the way we respond, not the way life actually is. Adjust how you see things, look for the good, learn the lessons, and change your response. Think about something that was super stressing to you lately. Something that you worried about, that just like weighed heavily on you, you couldn't get out of your mind. I'm telling you, I really think nine times out of ten, it's not The way life actually is, it's us getting worked up, worrying about something that never actually even ends up happening. Or we take something and we make it bigger and we assume things and we talk about it and it becomes like this. This, like, ball, like this tumbleweed ball gaining momentum and speed and picking up more tumbleweed, you know, and rolling down a hill. And something that was just like tiny that could have just like blown away becomes this like massive thing that's like gaining, getting so much bigger and has so much more speed and takes up so much more of your bandwidth. I really think most stress comes from the way you respond, learn the lessons, look for the good, and change the way you think of it. Next, be very intentional about your priorities and spend your time and money accordingly. And I included money in there because I think that we think about like, okay, what are your goals? What are your priorities? Now adjust your time. But I think money is very important too because the way we spend money is a reflection of what is important to us in the podcast course that i have been working in in sorry in the mindset course that i've been working on for so long now this is part of the passion behind it because after i sold my company 2 years ago i really did a deep dive into who am i what do i actually love what am i passionate about what's my next level goal what do i want more of what do i want less of what's annoying what's invigorating and i really have i'm really so excited about the program that i've created that helps people clearly define their priorities and then from there and from there divide out your time and your money how you spend it so it directly so it directly flows with what's actually important to you getting out of just like the routine of doing what everyone else in your community does, or your family, or your church, or, you know, your mom, group of friends, but like figuring out what's actually important to you. Because a lot of times we just kind of do the things, oh sure, yeah, I'll go to that. Okay, yeah, I'll go to that. But it's so important to actually take the time to be intentional about what's important to you. What are your priorities? And then make sure we're spending our time and money in a way that supports those priorities. Next, you never realize how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. This is a Bob Marley quote that I love. I've always loved it. But then after going through Craig's heart stopping three times, it's insane how true this is, how you never realize how strong you are until it's your only choice. So many people afterwards sent me DMs and messages that were, were so sweet, like the most sweet, that were like, how did you even get through it? And I think the answer is two things. The answer is you, that was my only choice. My only choice was to be strong and be smart and be proactive and help him get through it. But also, the other thing is get uncomfortable. Make yourself as uncomfortable as often as you can. It's good to be nervous before a big speech. It's good to be miserable in a cold plunge. It means you're putting yourself out there like you're getting your ass out on the field. You're growing and learning and becoming stronger and tougher. And in doing all this, you get this deep inner confidence in yourself because you're proving to yourself like, I can do it. Like that, that nervous feeling before a speech when you're like, oh, why did I even sign up for this? I could just be comfortable at home because that's where the growth is. And I've always said I get uncomfortable to train to be anti-fragile, to train to be tough. And I'm so glad I did because I'm telling you, if you never have challenges and if you're never uncomfortable, then when life suddenly makes you very uncomfortable, it's very hard to shift into that mode. Whereas if you're constantly training and getting uncomfortable and pushing yourself in the gym or running a little bit further than you normally had or trying out a cold plunge or a sauna or at work pushing to the next level, something that's uncomfortable to do, putting yourself out there, I'm telling you, once you go through that process many times, you feel kind of unstoppable, right? Like when I've been in those crazy health situations with Craig when like, my emotions made me want to literally just collapse on the floor in like disbelief that and sadness that this is where we were at physically watching his heart stop three different times and i don't say that i know other people have gone through much harder i just saying from my own from my own perspective if i if i wasn't able to be strong in that moment i think that things would have turned out differently And I think in so many different ways in life, you never know when you're going to have to be really strong. So thinking about training on the daily, and I'm telling you, it's that deep confidence, right? So when I'm in that situation, when it's like fight or flight, it's like I'm able to say emotions later, it's go time. Like I got this. I am ready for this because I have that deep confidence. I know like, I've done so many hard things. Like, yes, this may be the hardest, but I am ready for it. I am showed up for it. And it's all those tiny little habits every single day that stack up, that build this deep self-confidence. And the reason I have the deep self-confidence is because I've proven to myself over and over again um, through my actions that I am strong and so that I know like I can be strong through this. Next. Good or bad, this moment will not last forever. Breathe in and really enjoy the highs, like soak in the highest highs. And then buckle up and get through the lows. Better days are on the way. I feel like this is the best this is the best saying and it's so weird because it's like complete opposites. Like this is just a moment. Like it's not going to last forever when you are the happiest you could possibly be. This moment will not last forever, right? So enjoy it. Soak it up. Live in it. Like stay late. Take pictures. Write down afterwards. Journal how it felt. Like let it last as long as possible. Then on the flip side, when things are when things feel awful and when you feel like you've hit rock bottom or you feel like the worst possible thing in this moment that could have happened happened. Know that this is also just a moment. It won't last forever. Get through it and know that better days are on the way. It's just kind of like, I just got to get through it. I just got to get through it. This is just a moment. That's helped me through so many good times and not great times. Next, just keep going. Most people give up way too soon. It wasn't a bad idea. You just didn't do it long enough. In the one on one mentoring, consulting that I've done with high level executives and female CEOs, it's crazy how I've seen this across the board. These women who have achieved, who have achieved, you know, big, big things in all different ways in the money, in the revenue they've generated, in the charity work they've been able to do because of the horsepower they have, the number of employees they have, the companies they've built, the, the, the buyouts they've had, women that have been able to sell their companies for a really nice, healthy buyout number. It's so interesting. They all just kept going. I'm telling you, it's crazy also I had I did a round I wrote an online course all about starting a podcast which I think is such a great idea for so many people not just if you own a business, not just if you have a lifestyle brand or you're starting one, but I just think starting a podcast is something that everybody should consider doing it for something you love. if you want kind of more in, info, not just on my course but just everything I think about podcasting. Um, go to how to be awesome at everything.com click on podcast course, you'll kind of get so much and free information about podcasting and why I think it's so beneficial in our society and why I think it can be a really great next level goal for you. But the crazy statistic is like only 5% of podcasts get past 20 episodes. So if you just keep going and get past 20 episodes, you're already in the top 5% of podcasters. That proves my point perfectly. Just keep going Most people give up way too soon. It wasn't a bad idea. You just didn't do it long enough. I think we see people's stories and we see people as an overnight success, but we don't realize that it took years to seem like an overnight success. Next, you can go down the wrong path and end up in the right place. Sometimes that's the process. Losing your way can be the best way to find what truly sets your soul on fire. I think we've all been in situations where We feel like we want to beat ourselves up because it's like we wasted time. We made a mistake. We went down the wrong path. We started the wrong adventure. This didn't work. But the thing is, is like the benefit of it is you as you are now. The lessons learned, the growth. I can't tell you how many people I know personally that have gone down the wrong path and had really felt like they lost years of time and they lost lots of money. But, but once they realize like, yes, I did lose that, but what I gained is so much more valuable and then they flipped it and like 10X what they made and became and their happiness level and joy because of the process, because of the fails, because of getting down and getting back up and actual lessons learned in life or in business or whatever it is, it's crazy. If you can get over it and realize like the wrong path can lead you to the right path, place, that's where the growth happens. Next, work hard to get in a happy headspace, then keep working hard to stay there. I podcast on this all the time because I think there is really not much more, not more that I believe more strongly than the words you say and the thoughts you think create the environment in which you're living. And I think that that's why a happy headspace is just so important. Next, Avoid everything negative and complaining. No good comes from it. Even if it's hard, even when it feels juicy, even when you want to vent, even when you're irritated, I'm telling you, journal it, write it down, get through it, and then move on. Think about it. Having an interaction with someone where you're just completely complaining. Now, listen, I am not saying suppress. And with my good girlfriends, all the time I'll be like, man, I feel like this. Like I'm more honest and vulnerable for sure. I'm just talking about straight drama, complaining, negativity. Avoid it. Avoid doing it. Avoid hearing it. Avoid engaging. I would even say avoid watching it. I personally do not watch the Housewives franchises at all anymore just because I felt like it was mostly – Negative complaining and drama, all things which I completely avoid. And I think that I was thinking that, well, it's not in my actual life, so it's fine, but like it's taking up your bandwidth, it's taking up your energy, and I want nothing to do with it. So, no judgment for anyone that loves it. If you love it and it doesn't affect you, go for it. But for me, it was definitely like one of those things that's like, this does not serve me. Like, I'd rather learn something or Spend time with my people than watch people argue, like not my jam. Next, take massive action. This is literally like a dear Lindsay one. This is a lesson that I've had to learn so many times because I'm such a planner and a list maker. But listen to this no amount of planning or intention actually moves you towards your goals. Now, don't get me wrong, I love strategy and planning and lists and routines and all that stuff, but it's the action. Like sometimes we can be very busy being busy, but then when you go back and you're like, how long was I actually spending taking action and like massive action? Sometimes in my own life, it's been very little. Stop planning, take action. Next, go to bed without crumbs. Be a good human and you'll never have to worry about something coming back around. If you want to hear a whole podcast on this one, go to to howtobeawesomeandeverything.com in the search bar, type in crumbs. I did a whole podcast on this. I think it's so important to lay down in bed without anything hanging over your shoulders, you know? Like say you pushed it too much on your taxes and you're like, oh man, I hope I don't get caught. And that stress just like, you just like, you're hoping you never get that call. Like, no, no, it's not worth it. Go to bed without crumbs. Same thing, maybe you, Talk badly about someone, and you know you're in a group, and you kind of shit on someone, and then later you're like, oh, "That was like six people there. What if someone tells her that's going to bed with crumbs? Just don't put yourself in situations where you can go to bed with crumbs." I'm telling you, you will sleep so much better, and you will live with so many less worries and stresses if you make decisions in like being the best human you can. Next, be. Being able to be vulnerable is actually a superpower. So much growth and confidence comes from owning where you are at. I'm obsessed with talking about my fails. I'm obsessed with it because it takes the the scariness out of it. And it makes me willing to get back in the ring and get my ass kicked again, to be honest with you, get back out on the field because it's like, I did this and it didn't work. And it's kind of like, it just, and then we move on. I'm telling you, keeping it like hidden, like oh, if anyone knows, if anyone knows the money I wasted on this or the time I wasted on this, the whole thing is is like, take, take that out of it. I just I think vulnerability is so powerful. It's the way you learn, and you can learn so much from other people. I can't tell you how many times I've been vulnerable with a friend, and I've shared something, a struggle, or something I was going with, and that friend was able to give me like such good insight or a different perspective, and I'm like. Thank God I was willing to be vulnerable because I would have never realized it. I would have never thought about it that other way, you know? Connecting with people, being vulnerable with yourself, but also other people saying things out loud can be such a great superpower. Next, choose your pain, the pain of growth or the pain of staying the same. I've said before on the podcast, I think I would rather hit rock bottom than sit in this mediocre state because the problem with mediocre is like, it's not terrible. Like whatever it is, maybe you're dating someone. It's like, there's nothing wrong. Like they're not, you know, they're not yelling at you and they're not having an affair, but still it's doesn't set your soul on fire. doesn't really feel like the right connection. That's mediocre. Like I'd rather be at rock bottom and just be like, whoa. You know, this person is not for me or this job is not for me because it makes you change. And I think oftentimes we're afraid of the pain of change, but we don't realize. If we're afraid of that pain, then the pain we are choosing by default is the pain of staying the same. Next, prioritize your health every day, not when you get sick. I think this is such a huge one because we can be so busy with life that it's not until we actually get sick that we slow down and deal with it, but it's thinking about our health proactively. What can I do every single day that moves my body to, you know, to supplements, hydration, eating healthy, all the things that we can do. Also, seeing doctors ahead of time, prioritizing that, all the things, whatever you need, your dentist, your eye care. I do blood work every ninety days at least. Sometimes more often if I have something I'm trying to track. I had a little thyroid thing, so I'm doing blood work once a month and having a call with my doctor to, to you know, see what I need to adjust. Ever since Craig had his first cardiac arrest a little over two years ago, my cortisol has always been completely normal, and it skyrocketed. And it's like it took me so long to like accept that that was happening because I was telling my doctor, Doctor Singler, who I love. I'm like, no, 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 I do the mental work. I do the physical work. I compartmentalize, like, I'm okay. And she's like, yeah, but your body remembers stress. You need more of this, this, and this. Like, she, you know, she wants me to... Relax more, unwind more, sauna while meditating, like you know, or or just like relaxing, not being productive in the sauna, like all those things. She wants me to do the EMDR, I think that's what it is. I haven't done it yet, with the um to kind of deal with the memories of the trauma of Craig's episodes. Uh, but anyways, my cortisol shot through the roof and I can't really get it back regulated. So I'm doing blood work more often. But it's just so good to know where your body's at. Like you should have regular blood work. Uh, it takes time. It can be a little bit of an expense, but I'm telling you, you'll you will you'll never regret prioritizing your health, bottom line. Next, when you truly don't worry about the judgment of others, you'll see a world of opportunities that you didn't see before. I think that we're not really afraid of failing. We're afraid of failing in front of other people. So if you take that away, like if you actually get to a place Where you're not afraid of other people's judgment. You actually see things. I think that's one of the things um, that has been able to make me successful in business is I just wasn't worried about what other people thought if I failed. I just, I just, I literally wasn't. So I was like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna take this risk. I'm gonna take this challenge. I might fail. And some have worked and some haven't. I just, I just a lot of these things I'm still working on, but this is one of those things that that I I really got good with early on in my in my business in my business journey just because I just I knew there was no other option. I wanted to take big risks. I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to have time freedom. I wanted to have financial freedom. I wanted to make lots of money. And in doing that, I just couldn't worry about what other people thought. Next, make sure you're running your own race. That you are intentional about what success means to you and not to anybody else. And stop at nothing to get there. I think a lot of times we're running a race that's not actually our race. I think it's so important to take the time to think about what a success means to you. What do you want? What do you really want? And not let other people's idea of success have anything to do with that. Figure out what it is. Make sure you're running your own race, and then stop at nothing to get there. Couple more. The best way to make good decisions, don't put yourself in bad situations. Before Craig and I got married, that was one deal we always said. When we were young and we both had businesses, we both were like making our own money. And at that point, we had very little expenses. We lived in a small home. We didn't have kids. like So we had time freedom, money freedom. We were going on different trips together and with friends and stuff. And we always said, never put yourself in a bad situation. Like, that's it. Just don't put yourself in a bad situation and it makes it so much easier to make good decisions, right? Like, you know, if all his friends, if they're in Vegas and all his friends are going to go, you know, do like go in a questionable situation, it's like, just go home. It's so much easier to make good decisions if you don't put yourself in a bad situation. Or if you know a weakness of yourself, like, if you know some uh, kind of, you know, we all have our weaknesses. We all have times when we tend to make bigger mistakes or more mistakes. Like just don't be in that situation and it's so much easier to make good decisions. Next, one of my favorite Alex Hermosi quotes: you cannot lose if you do not quit. This kind of goes along with the just keep going thing. Like, just don't if you just keep going, if you if you don't quit, then you didn't lose, right? So I love that one. You can't lose if you don't quit. Just keep going. Next. Saying nothing sometimes says the most. I love this. Like quietly confident I think is just so huge. In so many in so many more interactions as I've gotten older, I've realized that like sometimes not saying anything it's not being passive. It's not letting people walk on you. Sometimes it's the most powerful stance, right? Sometimes saying nothing says the most. Two more. Spend as much time as possible doing the things you love with the people you love. Like to me, that's the definition of happiness. That's the definition of everything. Do as much, do as many of the things that you love with the people you love. Like that's happiness. That's joy. That's, that's it. That's the goal. Last one. Prioritize laughter fun and celebrations, celebrate the people you love and yourself as often as you can. Again, I think so often we have so many obligations and things that we have to do and we're so productive and efficient. And like I said, I'm the first person to love a to-do list and habits and goals. But also I've really learned in the last couple years that we need fun and laughter and celebrations. We need to make our our people feel so special and loved and we need to make ourselves feel so special and loved too. Not feel weird about it. Not feel weird about doing the same thing for yourself as you do for the people you love because you have to love yourself like almost the most. I just think that for me it's laughter, fun and celebrations. Like there will be there will be unfortunate things that happen in life. There will be sadness. There will be disappointment and failure. So like that stuff will just happen, right? So we have to lean in and give energy and seek out and plan laughter, fun, and celebrations. I think it brings so much joy to your days and weeks and months, and it makes it so much easier to get through those tough times because you've filled, you've filled so many of your days with that good stuff that laughter, the fun, and the celebrations. Thank you so much for listening. That was like 21 plus, plus, plus gems of wisdom. I hope you got lots of good stuff out of this podcast episode. Thank you so much for all the birthday love. I feel very celebrated and ready to um, tackle this next year of life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community, and I will talk to you soon.